Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, really truly present here tonight with us in the blessed sacrament, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We thank you, we praise you, the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Jesus, our Lord, our God, that is who you are. The way, the truth, and the life. You are the good shepherd. You are Emmanuel, God with us. You are the resurrection and the life. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the Son of God, the Son of Mary. We thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, Jesus, for being here, for wanting to be here, for wanting to bless us, for wanting to affirm us here tonight as your sons and daughters, for wanting to assure us that you hold us, that you carry us, that you lead us and guide us. We ask you to send your holy angels here, Jesus. We ask you to give our guardian angels and our patron saints the graces they need to carry out their mission here successfully. And we entrust this evening in a particular way to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and crown her the queen of our gathering as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope everyone had a chance to grab a sheet. If not, they're in the back there. As I like to do each month, I want to remind us all to have an expectant faith here tonight. What is an expectant faith? It's a faith that expects to be blessed. It's a faith that expects to have an encounter with the living God. Our faith tells us that this is the risen Lord Jesus, present in our midst, in a real way, in a true way. And being in his presence is a blessing. We receive grace and mercy just by being here in his presence. But when we approach him with faith, there's even a greater chance of coming to know him better, of being healed, of being strengthened and encouraged. And so tonight I thought I would even look at the Old Testament If you notice, I don't have any New Testament quotes. I'll quote it. I'll paraphrase it. But I just thought it was interesting to go back and to look at how beautifully Abba, Father, revealed himself through the Psalms and the prophets in particular. And my hope here tonight is that you would grow in your faith then, in your trust in God's desire to carry you, to hold you, to defend you, 
to affirm you as his beloved son, as his beloved daughter. Last month we meditated on the Trinity and and being brought into the Holy Trinity. We've enacted it out here. We did some sculpting prayer. And we were able to visualize what it looks like to be baptized into Christ, into the Holy Trinity, through Christ, in the Spirit. And we said that it was obvious that we are never alone. We are never alone. We are all temples of the Holy Spirit now. We're all living tabernacles, you might say, carrying around the Spirit of God. We've been anointed with the same Holy Spirit, with the same power that Jesus was anointed with at his baptism. And so we too are anointed ones. We are Christians. So let's look at some of these scripture passages to find comfort, to find consolation. In the Psalms, the Psalm 73, verse 23, we read, Yet I am always with you. And then we come back, You hold me by my right hand. So it's God speaking to us, and then it's, it's we responding. God is saying, I am always with you. And then we respond, You hold me by my right hand. Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Remember, this is the word of God, and so it's living, it's active. It has certain power to heal us, to strengthen us, to unite us with God. I like to tell people it's important to get into the word because then you know what God's voice sounds like when you hear it. God is going to speak to us in many different ways. But one of the ways we can be absolutely certain that he will speak to us is through his word. So I trust that he will speak to all of us here tonight, that he will touch our hearts through his word. But then as we listen to the songs, as we come forward, those words will echo in our minds and more importantly in our hearts. That these words will not just become something that we know in our heads, but that we will know with our hearts. That's the longest journey that they talk about in the Christian life, from the head to the heart. So we're going to read the word, we're going to meditate on the word, but then we're going to pray to experience it as true. And that's the Holy Spirit's job, and that's what we're going to pray for, especially as we come forward to have that opportunity to touch the humeral veil, to be face-to-face with God, to hear that music, to have our congregation praying for us as we come forward, that the Holy Spirit would touch our hearts in a new way tonight, 
that these words would become a, a reality, a lived reality for all of us. That we would, in a sense, feel in some way that this is true. That we would feel God's presence, his love, his mercy, his strength. Let's go on here with Isaiah chapter 40. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. How beautiful. He tends his flock like a shepherd, like a good shepherd, as he referred to himself in John's Gospel, chapter 10, if you want to go and look it up later. But don't you think that Jesus knew this chapter from Isaiah? Of course he did. And so he wants to come to you tonight as the good shepherd. He wants to come to you tonight as the good shepherd who welcomes you, who picks you up as his little lamb and he holds you close to his heart. He wants us to feel affirmed by him. He wants us to feel safe. He wants to make us feel safe with him. He wants to make us feel loved by him. He wants to make us feel welcomed by him. He doesn't want there to be any obstacle to intimacy. Our sins are not an obstacle so long as we confess them, so long as we are sorry for them. As I like to say, there's only one sin that God can't forgive. That's the one you're not sorry for. Our sins are not an obstacle. We don't have to try to earn his love. We don't have to strive to impress him. We don't have to get his attention. God is already paying very close attention to all of you tonight and always. He knows what you need. He knows what you want. He knows the desires of your heart. That's who he is. He is the great I am. He's the great I am. He holds us all in being. Let's go to the next one, Isaiah 46. Listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all the remnant of the people of Israel, you whom I have upheld since your birth and have carried since you were born. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. That doesn't sound like a very terrible God to me. Sounds like a very loving father. 
who sustains us. Sometimes in our world, we forget about that. If God were to stop thinking about us, we would cease to exist. Maybe you never thought about that, but it's true. If God were to stop thinking about you, you would cease to exist. So the very fact that you are means that God is thinking about you right now. He's thinking about all of us. He is not only thinking about us, but he is loving us. And he sees in each and every one of us a unique reflection of himself. You've heard me say that up here before. Each and every one of you is a unique reflection of God's goodness, truth, and beauty. You are a unique blend of God's goodness, truth, and beauty. And I know sometimes people struggle with that. Well, God loves everybody. I don't feel like he loves me in a special way. Well, pray for that. Pray for that tonight. Because the truth is, when he does look at you, he sees, as I said, a unique reflection of himself. And that gets him excited. That gets him excited. That makes him happy. You make God happy just for being you. Because when he made you, he broke the mold. And so nobody else reflects his goodness, truth, and beauty the way that you do. So you are that unique expression of his love in this world. And he wants you to shine. He wants you to be all that he created you to be. But we get that first and foremost by being here in front of him. If we're made in his image and likeness, then we need to spend time looking at him with the eyes of our hearts. We need to ask him, Lord, show us your face. When I close my eyes with my imagination, show me your face, show me your heart, Lord. Show me your heart, your sacred heart your good heart, your merciful heart. He wants to do that. It's a little hard to see because it's not lit up over there, the image of divine mercy. Jesus has his right hand in blessing, but his left hand is actually pulling open his garment. So what he's saying there is, I'm revealing to you my heart. I'm wanting to show you my heart. I'm looking for intimacy with you, heart to heart. I want to speak to you, heart to heart. I want you to know me, heart to heart. And I want you to share your heart with me. I want you to have that confidence, that trust in me to share with me how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're wanting. Go to Isaiah 63. I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, Surely they are my people, 
children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. In all their distress, he too was distressed. What has you distressed tonight? Is there anything that has you distressed? A thought, a feeling, a memory, something that happened today at home or at work, a relationship. If it has you distressed, it has Jesus distressed. God knows, God cares. And so you can bring that forward tonight as well. You can release to him that distress, that burden, whatever it is. And he will gladly take it. He will relieve you of that burden. And then you can say, Lord, in exchange for that burden, for that distress, I ask for your friendship. I ask for your peace, your joy, your rest. Surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. God claims us for himself. Again, going back back to baptism, God the Father claimed us for himself through his Son in the Spirit. When our parents and godparents and when the priest made the sign of the cross, God was claiming us for himself. So we belong to him. We belong to him. He wanted it that way. As Paul says, Jesus purchased you at a price, the precious price of his precious blood. So we belong to him. That's something that we all desire is to belong to somebody, to be wanted. God wants us to feel like we belong to him. And finally, from Jeremiah chapter 1. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Let me highlight here what God said. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall. 
I have made you. I have made you my daughter. I have made you my son. And he's made you all for a purpose. He has made you all for a purpose, for a special purpose, for a unique purpose. So it really doesn't do any good to compare ourselves with each other. We can read the lives of the saints, but we shouldn't try to imitate them exactly. Because we all have a unique path. We all have a unique mission. We all have a unique purpose. And God knows what that is, and he wants you to know more and more what that is. It starts with friendship with him. It starts with communion with him. And then from there, the activity will flow. The mission will flow from your identity, your interests, your desires, your talents. But God will also make you even more than what you are right now. He will build you up. He will strengthen you. He will give you the courage that you need. He will give you the reassurance and the encouragement and the affirmation to stand up. So tonight now, as we come forward, let's come forward with faith with hope, with love. Let's pray for one another in the spirit of the woman who had the hemorrhage whom we read about today in the Gospel at Mass. Let's say to ourselves, if I can only touch him, if I can just touch the tassel of his cloak, I will be healed. So as I said, bring whatever distress you have, bring that forward tonight and lay it down. Let it go. If you need to forgive somebody, ask God to help you forgive. If you need to forgive yourself, ask God to help you forgive yourself. If you need to get to confession, ask God to help you get to confession soon. If you need to be encouraged, ask God to encourage you. If you need to be comforted, if you need to be affirmed, ask God for that, to experience that here tonight as you come forward.